All right, Hogger Hits Podcast, Episode 23, Season 2, Episode 3. I'm Travis Jadon, and with me, as always, is Spinny Spencer Maddox. What's going on, y'all? So we're talking NBA restart. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break that down heavy. Uh, you know, get into some contenders, pretenders, sleepers. Um, you know, free agency dates. We've got a lot to talk about there. Um, but first. For the, the NBA, yeah. Yeah, but first... That's why the Braves. Yeah, the Braves have been getting their fucking ass stomped, dude. The Bra- yeah, and but they've been doing... They've been making some moves, my man. And, or transactions have been happening. We can't, like... Okay, we're at, what, what, are we 30 seconds into this recording? Yeah. That's far too long without us, you know, just off the rip. We gotta say, Fulton, Mike fulton Evans is gone, and all is right. All is right in the world. With the world. So... We were the first ones to say that Mike Fultonevich was a fake. We were, we were always the- on the team that said Mike Fultonevich is not worthy of much, period. Right. Definitely not worthy of pitching in professional baseball. But a drop in six miles an hour in like less than six months is notable, dude. Yeah. Like, what it, the fuck happened? And him? look, you have all Mike Fultonevich, the last time he pitches a game that counts in any sort of standings. For the Braves is the most lopsided loss, not in Braves history or Braves playoff history, in the history of Major League Baseball playoff games. It is the most embarrassing loss of all time. That's that's what Mike Fultonevich is coming off of. Uh, now coronavirus hits, he's got even more time to get ready for his first start of the season, and then he comes out and gets absolutely pissed on. And dude, the Braves, to their credit, and Brian Snicker, they're on the road in Tampa. Who's a really good baseball team? They're on the road in Tampa. They don't even let Mike Fultonevich think about showering after the game. <laughs> Stay, he's definitely not getting on the plane after the ride home. They they DFA'd him, designated him for assignment, essentially releasing him. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to go into the nitty gritty of that, but for all intents and purposes, Mike Fultonevich is gone for the Braves, and they did it right after the game. Well, dude. Did you see the pictures? Yes. Side by side. Yes. You saw. I didn't okay. want to bring that up. Okay. I do. Okay. I do. Good. So, so many people were saying that he had a drug problem and it was so loud. Oh, shit. No, I didn't hear anything about that. You didn't that. hear this? I just assumed like. He's clearly dropped 30 pounds minimum. His so, that doesn't have to be face, drugs. I know. But enough people were saying it that his wife came out in like a very, very public way and said, my husband's not on drugs. He's. Yeah. He's got three kids, you know, all that stuff. That, Everything really, you read about the guy would point to, like... It's just a mental issue. Or, I but, mean, this is not a guy that screams there are drugs habits in his life that would cause 30 pounds of weight loss. And God, I hope not. But how do Everyone you drop... raves about how... How do you so. drop 30 pounds in that amount of time as a professional athlete getting paid millions and millions of dollars a year? And you know what his excuse was? We couldn't go work out at... The facility because it was closed down during quarantine. And look, you don't it, got some dumbbells, bro. If if Mike Fulton Edwards would have said the quarantine and all that is the, is partially the reason why I'm not where I was, but you know I gotta get better. It doesn't matter what he would have said. First off, he was getting cut no matter what. But if he says that, then I'm like, eh, yeah, okay, okay, That's, I can see that. But he said he said, quote, it's not physical after the game. Well, Mike, it's six miles per hour. We got it until we leave here. We're gonna sit here and try to figure out what the fuck happened. If it's not physical, 
You got you got something else? Ugh. Mike, could you offer something else? No, I mean probably not. It's very so, clearly physical. But, I mean the mental stuff might have caused the physical, but good lord, homie, you can't drop that much weight as a professional athlete and I feel yeah. sorry for the guy and if he does have something going on, Godspeed to him. Do you know the but common as a Braves ground? fan, dude, yeah. come on. Oh, so, come on, dude. We're counting on you and you fucking just shit on us once again. Yeah, Brian Sticker made the right move by doing this, though. That was so awesome. Yeah. When I read that, dude, I lost my mind. I went out that night. Yeah. I went out there. I, I was, I was out there by myself. Um, that was a real thing. Mike Fulton Everett is gone, but now all of a sudden, now you're really saying, dude, the Braves starting rotation has no room for any more injuries. No more injuries. They they are one injury away. If Frieder Soroka, knock on wood, goes down, Spencer, they have the unquestioned worst rotation in all of baseball. Yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, dude. And all my faith all my faith in them being a true World Series contender is gone, by the way. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, it's gone. There's no way. Unless they, unless they well, trade something for someone. Gonna, well, something we're going to talk about in a minute might change your mind. Maybe. Well, no, I'm going to break the news. Tyler Flowers is back. Okay. Yeah, that's not what you were going to say. Okay. There's somebody else, too. We'll talk about it in a second. But for Fulton Evans, I wanted to kind of spin it off into something a little bit bigger picture. That's what we, well, that's what in the industry we call burying the lead, by the way. Or, or a pro tease. Ooh. Either way. Pick a side. Braves, though, the Braves and this Fulton Evans thing kind of made me start thinking. And I saw it. And I forget where I saw it. If, If it's you that posted it. Tell me after, but somebody posted something along the lines of, since the beginning of the Braves rebuild, which, uh, you know, began with three straight 90 loss seasons. Braves fans were told, the Braves organization was told, and the rest of baseball was told, that the Braves were going to go back to what they did in the 90s and build around dominant starting pitching. This is what we have been preached. This is what we have been told. It began, it began, if you'll even remember, it began with people like uh, Matt Whistler and guys like that that were, you know, low-level, pro- they were prospects, but they weren't free Soroka type guys, yeah. right? Now you got Kyle Wright who went out there last night and got pissed on. Uh, Tuki Toussaint doesn't look all that great. Ian Anderson, uh, one of your top pitching prospects, uh, is not ready is, by all accounts. He's not Well, ready. yeah, he made the move to AAA last year and got... And got his tits ripped. Yeah. You know, granted, it was only like 30 innings, but still. Uh, and you, you got, there's plenty of other guys too. Nukem, not really panning out. Fultonevich, uh, I think we saw how that went. Yeah. So, but to their credit, I've got to start being asked, what is going on? To their credit, they have spent so many picks on pitchers. How many have they gotten it's, right? They didn't draft Soroka. They didn't draft oh, Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. They didn't draft Reed. But I mean, to their they got him as prospects though. If you could have Andrelton Simmons right now, yeah, or Sean Newcomb right now, you would have Andrelton Simmons. Now I know what that does. That means maybe Shelby Miller doesn't ever get traded for Dansby Swanson, which was a great trade the other way yeah. for us. But I mean, which Dansby looks great. But there oh, there have not been a lot of moments where Braves fans can be like, "Thank God we pulled the trigger on this pick or this trade or this signing." Cole Hamels, how has that worked yeah. out? Very Something true. has got to be asked about what in the hell is going wrong with Braves pitching staff. If you're going to build around uh, anything, please God be an expert at it. Yeah. Or be good. Like, and man, uh, they have pulled the trigger 
a couple times on big trades with pitching. You know what I mean? Like they, or excuse me, signing last year. I mean, Keiko, that he won. Yeah, when I, I mean, got Keiko. I just don't. I don't know. It's tough, dude. Yeah, it's real tough. Especially, I mean, Braves is your second team, but as my first team, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's heartbreaking. But to their credit, they have gone out and signed. I mean, I mean, excuse me, picked, 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 pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. But you don't mean heartbreaking. It's, it's like it's not actually heartbreaking. It's frustrating or and confusing. It's, how, it's confusing. How did we? How did we end up with this lineup after all those? Right. Picks? You know right. what I mean? It's like, confusing as shit. Nuts. And it's like there is no question as to what the Braves' hole is. You know what I mean? Yeah. To what the void is. Uh, the the bullpen is scary right now too, though. Dude. I know, but there's like so much. T- you, you can't. It, in other words, on paper, the Braves could not possibly have assembled a better bullpen with with who was available. What? Yeah. what uh, I mean, they have like it's up to the players now. Yeah, on, on that end, I'm good with that. But if if you're asking, they could have done something. If you're asking me, Sean, they could have done something. Sean Newcomb is your number three. But that's a real thing. Sean Newcomb right now is your third best starting pitcher. And Spencer, he is not good enough to be the number five on a. He's not good enough to be a starter, period. But see, you don't. It's not good enough. He is not a starter. Yeah, and it's it is so clear now. So similar to Julio Tehran, dude. Not to keep bringing up the dude, the goat Tehran, but God damn it, bring back Tehran. <laughs> he ain't coming back. He's still he's hurt right now too. I think about you know guys like Alex Wood, who kind of just disappeared in in back ends of trades. And Braves fans, you know, were like, yeah, we're rebuilding. These kind of guys, kind of guys got to go. But, man, a guy like that would be awesome to have right now. Yeah. Uh, just someone you can depend An on. An innings eater. Just somebody not somebody that we're not going to go out and lose 14-1 to 1 with. Yeah. Good God. Um, Mike Fultonevich gone. But guess who's back, 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 back again. Can, can. Nikki's Nikki's back, back, back. back. Back again. I was Nick gonna say Mark Nikki, I was gonna say Nikki Bats and you went Nikki's back. Oh uh, do we almost home run that one though? Man. You guys are at anyone listening to this right now is like so let down. Yeah. They were vibing to that beat yeah. and then we just We fucked it. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Stick with us. Uh Mark Hankins announces that he's coming back to the Braves. That's cool. I don't really wanna like dissect or analyze what that means, but that's worthy of like I think also that makes us the second best lineup in the NL if everyone's hitting. At least they're better than the Mets. Fuck well, Mets fans for saying that they're not. They're better than the Mets on paper. The Braves? Yeah. I, I just I, I would have to everything I ever say about the Braves for the you know for the foreseeable future. I'm gonna put a caveat on it. But that fucking pitching. But there's that starting. <laughs> well, pitching. let's talk about the lineup for a minute. So we of get, course because we're talking all Nikki Braves fans want to talk about the lineup. I don't we're, t- we're, we're talking about Nicky Markakis right now. I thought it was and interesting. Where, he came back, where does he slot in? Do you? Move? I don't. I mean, I don't know that he slots in as an everyday guy. Yeah, I really don't. Really? No, because I mean, you. What you're not just going to commit to Markakis every day, and then what you're doing is committing guys like NCRT. Adams and, and Duvall. Duvall. Well, a- Adams. Adams is pissing on the ball. Adams is going to be the DH like most nights. I feel like Riley is going to be in there or Camargo most nights in at third base. Then you have four guys for three spots in the outfield. Acuna. You, you would want you would want Marquez's bat in the lineup as often as possible. You would want Inciarte against, against righties. You would want Inciarte coming off the bench because of his glove, because of his speed, all that. You wouldn't you? Would you want to start? I mean, Inciarte I, over Marquez? 
Yeah, I don't think he's not far away from a batting title. I, yeah, I don't think it's that. But but Inciarte offers like versatility. Well, premium defense. Yeah, like like premium elite, premium elite. defense. Yeah, and he's by far the best outfielder on the team. I mean, I think people forget that he won like three or four Gold Gloves. Yeah, um, Duvall could, could be that guy if he Duvall is a guy that's hitting the ball. I, I mean, I like. Adam Duvall. I do too. Acuna's got to get going. Freeman's got to get going. Your Braves got to get going, man. Uh, and I think they will. You know, All you got to do is hover around 500 and then rip off three, four, five yeah, games in a row. Which they end. will. They will go on a winning streak. They just can't dig themselves in a hole early. And they're giving away games. Well, we talked about this early now. They're giving them away. The Mets, it's not great to lose to the Mets, but anytime Jacob DeGrom pitches, I don't care who if he's pitching for the yeah. Cucumbas. Uh, in the movie The Hardball, like, you're probably going to lose that game. DeGrom's going to win that game, and I'm not going to count it as a normal game. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like look at it as a bad loss. But The past two games, the they've Rays, given away to the Rays. But the Rays are a good team, dude. They are. I know it sounds... We had them last night. We had them. And this is... We're recording Wednesday the 28th. We had them. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, July 29th. 29th, excuse me. Days are hard. Uh, catchers, Tyler Flowers and Travis Dar, no, 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 is back. <laughs> uh, I think that the Contreras kid that we talked about a couple episodes ago, um, God, we had no idea that he would actually, like, who would have thought he's he going to get ABs a week later, dude? Um, we were like, yeah, maybe they'll bring him up at the end. Um, but I love this Contreras kid. Everything he did in, in the two or three starts that he had, or the two starts that he, he had. He looks good behind the plate for sure. He just looks like I, I'm cool with that guy being my catcher for, for four or five years. Yeah. Like, Maybe not yet. And I can see kind of now why the Braves think that he's not ready for everyday duties yet. Like, yeah. That's pretty clear. Um, the rest of baseball is going through a ridiculous guessing game right now with coronavirus. I'm not, I'm not going to dignify the Marlins thing with a discussion. I'll just say this. What the fuck did we think was going to happen? Well, they knew this was going to happen, right? I thought so. But the way they reacted, it was like... Oh, now some baseball's done. Baseball's done. Well, the, the media did. The media did. Well, I got news for There's another team this is going to happen to yeah. at some point. Probably multiple teams. The media did. Brace yourself for the that. The media panicked. It's, MLB didn't panic publicly. Don't, don't do that media thing, dude. Well, I mean, ESPN. ESPN, every commentator on ESPN is panicking. They're presented the information, and yeah. then what they get in, in what they produce after they get the information is panic. That's not their well, fault. All, they've, all, all the MLB has said, all Fauci has said, because he's been in on these meetings, is that we have this protocol and we're going to put it out there. They haven't told us the protocol. All they've shown us is postponed games. But we, i got to take that at face value that they knew this was going to happen, right? Like, who, who the fuck knows? But the whole point <laughs> is a guessing game. Uh, one more thing on baseball, and we will then try to find a pro segue. you got one game to win for the World Series. Game seven, of course, there are no fans there. Who's starting? Yeah. Anth- Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, God. Or Mike fulton Give me Fauci. Maybe we can, like... Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see the lineups, like, lefty-righty splits, but... Yeah. Give me you know, Fauci. Fauci's first pitch, like... At least he'll let people, t- like, He's going to tickle the zone, dude. He's going yeah. to be on the outside... Uh, it'll probably bounce two or three times before he gets there, but... Yeah, guys aren't used to seeing softball pitches. At least, you know... He I mean, might not give up 15 runs. It's an unknown. At least I know, you know, it's an unknown. With Fulte, I know he's given up 10. Yeah, and you in know. In the first, dude. And you know, despite what his wife said, he rustled down an eight ball right before. 
<laughs> I was thinking opioids, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, opioids, drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strip clubs? M- medicine? Medicine? Okay. Maybe I didn't know where you were going with this. Mm, uh, nah. Vaccines? Man, you're stuttering almost as hard as I did during the opening. Medicine, vaccines. They're going to need a lot of vaccines to play college football. They're having a fucking football season, dude. The ACC announced today that they're going to have their teams play. Get a the ten game, A 10-game schedule. Hear this. A 10-game schedule and then one open date for an in-state rivalry non-conference game. In other words, Clemson will still be able to play South Carolina in that one game. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State. Those kind of games will happen. Ten games for the ACC teams, including, for this year only, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is going to be allowed to play in the ACC this year and compete for the ACC championship. But, the big kicker was, and I just learned this a few minutes ago, uh, thanks to friendly guy Robbie. Uh, Robbie told me that the Notre Dame is going to have to split their revenue all the way down the conference. They're the TV rights and NBC. That's awesome for the ACC. But the SEC meets tomorrow, Spencer, and then I'm assuming they're going to promote something similar to this, some sort of conference only with one date. That date should probably be worked alongside with with the ACC. Those open that in-state date. Um, and then after that, you'll have the ACC decide it, Spencer, and, and the SEC. And then it'll be time to, it, it'll, then all the cards will be pushed forward. Like they will have to decide on in, on college football. Right. Very, very soon. So I think the net, by the next time we record, there will be devastating news or there will be a tentative plan that we'll talk about and, Pray that it works. Well, man, here's the thing. I And the argument I've had with people, because a lot of people think that football shouldn't be played this year. A lot of, like, you know, conservative when it comes to coronavirus people think it shouldn't be played this year. Think it shouldn't be or think it won't be? Should not. Okay. Think it's wrong. See, like, I don't morally. have a stance on if or whatever. Okay. But I do not I, think they will. My whole argument has been, oh, I... I zero percent chance in my mind that they play college football this year. Period. Any period. college football. Period. Mark the date and time. And my my whole argument against that for the NFL, mind you, for professional football, has been: Do you really have that much greater of a chance to catch the coronavirus playing football as opposed to just walking around in your everyday life? Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? You right? don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But know. that's that's the question I'm you know putting forth. As a professional athlete, you can ask that because you're getting paid millions of dollars a year. As a kid going to school, outrageous. You cannot put that on the field. It's not fair. And there will be a lawsuit. You can almost bet your ass there will be a lawsuit if these kids play and in a whole locker room contracts the coronavirus. Because, I mean, what percentage of these kids are going to play football in, uh, the, in the rest of their lives? Yeah, not a lot of them. But, but here's the thing, dude. Like, you don't. And I guess you kind of do realize this. For those four years you're playing college football in the South, uh, and there's a lot of people in Savannah, older people, older guys in Savannah that, you know, are proof of this. Four years of college football, if you play well, and your name is known. Yeah. You can it matters. Make, you yeah. can, like, you know, and, and to go on to be a real estate agent or sell insurance, that name. You're, you're a brand. You're, yeah. You're, that matters. I get it. That matters, right? If Herschel Walker sold insurance, 
in Georgia. He sold plenty of cars, homie. He could be, he could sell whatever he wants to points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a former player buying a restaurant and putting his name on it. Like that, that sells. These guys are also missing basically, you know, a lot of the, the guys that are on scholarship are on scholarship and not just playing football and using that to advance their lives, but like they're the first in their family to, to have a chance at a college degree or, you know, to already have a college degree. Like these are big time, big, big time decisions. I really, really think this, man. I really think this. Whatever the NCAA decides, if they're the group that, in fact, will mandate a rule of some sort, yeah, it will end up, when we look back at it, being the biggest decision in college football history. I really think that. And my argument back to that is, hopefully... And I don't know what the right answer hopefully is. Hopefully, they wouldn't lose any eligibility. I, I would assume they wouldn't lose any, any eligibility for a missed season. Now you're going to have uh, you got all the high school senior parents and all the people that are pro high school seniors... Now they're in the mix, and they're right also. And they're pissed. Yeah, everyone. There is no right answer, but you can't. I, and we need people need to say that more often. I feel like that needs to be like the most off thing said because as soon as we acknowledge that we have no clue what's coming down the pipe, uh, the quicker I think we'll be able to accept this thing for what it really is, which is an absolute crapshoot right now. But if the, my whole thing is, if one professional athlete dies, it'll be a tragedy. If one college athlete dies, it'll, it'll be an indictment on the sport. And it'll period. It'll probably be followed with legal action. Legal action. Unless, Absolutely. It will. Unless you're filming practice at the top of a windy tower at Notre Dame. <laughs> unless, unless you're, uh, excuse me, what's his name, Johnny Football, then you know you're going to get out of everything. Man, you're going to be able to go to Vegas in a wig. Remember six Johnny Manziel? It was a fucking man, dude. Um, yeah, so SEC, SEC will have their meeting similar to what the ACC announced today. Uh, on July 29th, the ACC announces theirs. The SEC will announce theirs on July 30th. So by the time you're listening to this, that will have already been announced. Who gives a shit? They're not playing games. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else before we get to the NBA and basketball? No. I think we, we've got an ad to read, don't we? Yeah, we do. So stick with us on the other side of this. NBA playoff talk. Restart. We'll we'll seed all the teams how, how we think kind of in different tiers. Um, I'll convince Spencer that the Celtics will win it all, and Sweet Lou Williams did get ranch and blue cheese. Hey, homie, I'm gonna surprise you. I'm I'm on board with the seas. All right, another excellent ad read by Sherboy. Um, let's do this, Spencer. NBA restart. The playoffs are here, sort of. Eight games in the playoffs. NBA restart in Orlando. Uh, the golden child of professional sports returning from coronavirus is this experiment that we're about to see go down. And if this thing goes down flawlessly before we start talking about the basketball, if this thing goes down as, you know, when I'm saying flawlessly, like... No one gets sick. Well... I, I have hope in my heart that no one will get sick because no one's gotten sick yet. And that's cute. But I'm saying even if like one or two guys get sick, this I think it would still be considered a, a astonishing success. Right? Yeah. Right. Or how about this? If, if a the, locker room gets sick, it's a disaster. I don't but, know if it's a disaster. I mean, because like they're just in the same boat as everyone else. Yeah. Just, that'll just be validation that the bubble experiment probably is not the way to yeah. go. If it does work, we might have college football taking a really close look 
at how it how they did that and, and maybe come up with some kind of modification for it. Anyways, the NBA and Adam Silver are about to embark on like a really historic thing here. And I think in the backdrop, or that's kind of in the backdrop where we're at now. And then in the forefront, and I might switch in the future, but in the forefront would be LeBron and, you know, probably four, five, six teams that could really legitimately win a world title. That is also equally as historic as playing in a bubble, meaning it has never happened. Right. Never has a playoff come where you have legitimate basketball people telling you that multiple teams can win the title. I mean, it hasn't happened in our lifetime. It, it, it never happens. And that's what I'm so it excited probably for. probably won't ever happen again. And I've, I've changed my tune on this on this playoffs. But first off, let's read some dates real quick. Yeah, July thirtieth. July 30th, restart begins. Ooh, that's August, with uh, Lakers clips and Zion yes. too, baby. Yeah, yeah. August 15th through 16th, that's the play-in tournament. So that'll be a double elimination for the eighth seed, single elimination for the ninth seed if those two teams are within four games of each other. Playoffs begin the 17th. Playoffs? And then we've got the conference finals September 15th through 28th. And finally, the NBA Finals, September 30th, and a Game 7, a possible Game 7 on October 13th. All right. So the, the definitive end of the NBA year will be October 13th. October 13th. Now, when will 2021 start? Followed very quickly by October 18th, free agency begins, and two days before that, the NBA draft. Okay, so, so <laughs> they're going to do two days after the NBA season ends, they'll have their draft. Two days after that, they'll start the 2021 free agency season. Right. Three days after the finals. Okay. Three days. In other words, they cannot have any mishaps. They're not planning on any mishaps. They they believe that this will work. Like what baseball did with the Marlins, shut it down for a week. They can't do that. Cut your losses, which is smart for baseball. Though You got to like just sit back for a week and see what happens here. Uh, The NBA cannot do that. And clearly, clearly they are confident that they won't have to. That's why I'm so stoked now. The NBA set all these dates. Uh, that tells me that they, they're very confident this thing's going to finish. Right. I think a success for the NBA is if, it, if they start and then if they finish. Right. And That's all it takes. My my belief of this new new playoff is, I at first I was saying that it was an asterisk and you were defending it saying that it still matters. Because I, I went back and listened to that past episode where we talked about the NBA before I listened to this. I've changed my tune on that, seeing some of these exhibition games and like really thinking about like because it was hard to picture right how this was going to go down before they got to the bubble now that we see it we'll never have a playoffs like this where every team is healthy going in and don't forget i saw it with my own eyes yeah you did see the bubble from the parking lot you almost got there we'll never have another playoff like this where every team is healthy where every major star is healthy where you can go eight man deep and you got everybody yeah hopefully hopefully nobody major gets hurt in the next eight games You'll never see that again for the rest of your life. There are You'll there never, are teams like the Nets who are not I mean, I don't they weren't like contenders before right. this. But I mean, I guess the Nets could have upset somebody in the first round if they if they had gotten to like Right, the but of, your, seed of your top four seats. You know what I mean? Okay, each conference. That's fair. Each but conference. Now when the Nets play if the Nets end up being the eighth seed, when they play the Bucks, they will even be worse than they were before the Nets will. 
I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll, you know what I mean? So it's like the Bucks won't actually have to go through the legitimate Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the Nets the Nets might go 0-8 in this thing, dude. They are fielding the worst possible NBA lineup. I, one of the worst NBA lineups I've ever seen. Z- well, they do have... It's, it's uh, a joke. They do have... Um, uh, Joe Harris? Is that what you're about to say? Joe Harris. My second favorite Joe in the NBA. My second favorite Joe. Uh, no, not Joe Harris. Jamal Crawford. They do have Jamal Crawford. Yeah. And it's crazy. Jamal Crawford... Uh, whom I believe is 37 years old, still getting bucks. Dude. Jamal Crawford? Yeah. I know how old he is. Guess again. 36? Oh, you're going the wrong way. Really? He's 38. Do yourselves no a favor. Look up, look up how old Jamal Crawford is. Um, nice. <laughs> favorite joke. Great radio. Uh, what do you, where do you want to start? You want to do the tears? Yeah, I want to do the tears. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to just start by doing Tiers of these NBA teams uh, to get you guys ready for the playoffs or you know the the restart itself. Uh, what we'll do is we'll just go contenders, uh, and you. I mean, we don't have to like call them contenders. Like we we don't have to be true to that word. Right. But basically, tier one contenders. Okay. Uh, tier two is I would say let's categorize it as teams that dark if, horse guys. If they won the title, you'd be surprised. But today, teams that you would say. They can win a title. Right. They would be good enough to win a game over one of them. Not a right. series. You know what I mean? Those kinds of teams. And then I would think tier three would be everybody else. Right. Okay. And I think... Teams that could possibly make a conference finals, but don't have enough to get over the hump. For tier two? No, tier three. Like, maybe they're they're capped off at the conference finals. I'm thinking so. just three tiers. Yeah, yeah. Total. I'm talking about tier three. Like, yeah, those, okay. those guys could maybe make a conference finals... They would also include the guys that have no chance at making okay. it. My tier three is going to be. I didn't pick my teams for tier three. It's just who was left over okay. when I exited tier one and tier two. Okay. I'd like to do this by conference if you if you like. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say this though. I'm interested to see. We haven't talked about this at all, you and I. And I've done, you know, very little like jotting down of what what teams I think are in each tier. So these are going to be off the top for me. Yeah. And also, I'm interested to see how many teams. Each of us have in each tier. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how many guys in tier? Not necessarily which teams, but how many in each one. Right. That's what I think is interesting. And I think at the end of that, we'll, we're going to see that what we just talked about is kind of proven. That there are a bunch of tier ones and twos. I'm going to buck the trend here and say there's only for for me there's only three. Let's start, you want to start at the bottom though and, and just eliminate. Sure. Eliminate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Right. From the west, you go ahead. From the tier west, three. Phoenix obviously gone, Spurs gone, Kings gone, Pelicans as much as it breaks my heart gone. Same with uh, Blazers, Memphis get them out of here, Mavericks. Then everyone else I can lump into the to the rest. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So you have the Mavs in tier three. I do. That's I interesting. I don't, I don't buy them. That's interesting because my theory is top five player. You cannot be in in tier three. Nobody in my tier three has. A top I don't think five Luke player. is a top five player yet, personally, but. Really? Yeah, I don't. You can't shoot thirty-one percent from three and be a top-five player in my book. But stack guy, Spinny. That's just what me. If, what about his intangibles? His clutchness. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets I, I don't have the list of I'm also twenty-two teams. I don't have the list of twenty-two teams in front of me, but uh, but in the West, Phoenix for sure. I'm not not a fan of. Don't think they're making it. Uh, <laughs> who else? Dallas. I'm not putting. I'm not. I'm putting Dallas in tier two for sure. Yeah. The Mavericks are the eight seeds. So, so basically, list, list everyone, off the, your tier three teams, and I'll tell you if they're in my tier three. 
I had the Mavericks, which you said you're not in tier three. Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans. All right, Grizzlies. One at a time. So Grizzlies, uh, tier three for me. Yeah. Blazers. All right, Blazers, tier two. Pelicans. Pelis, tier two. Kings. You're crazy. Kings, tier three, obviously. Spurs. Spurs, tier three. Fuck a pop. Sun. And Suns. You already said Suns. Yeah, Suns, Sun. They're tier three. Uh, I, I think John Morant is the boy, but Memphis, no way. Uh, Bring me to the Pelicans pick, though. Uh, Pelicans, I, I really, really think that they can win a series over anyone. And I don't think that they would necessarily have to be better than that team. Yeah. To win a series. I don't know why. I know they have a cupcake walk the first eight games. I mean, there is no question about it. They are nasty. That's a nasty lineup. They're favored. Deep. They're favored opening night. Yeah. Over a team that's six games better than them. That's a nasty-ass team. But do you see them winning the title? No. Where were you? That's why why I'm not putting them in Tier 2. That's why I wouldn't Tier 1 them. Okay. I'm I'm putting Tier... If you make my Tier team, you have a Dirk Nowitzki chance of winning a title. That's what I mean. I give them a 0.0% chance of winning a yeah, title. Yeah, a J.J. Barea chance. Chance. At winning. I give them 0.0% chance of winning a title. That's just me. My Tier 2 teams, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, Houston Rockets would be the cream of that crop. Um, I think I think they're the epitome of Dirk Nowitzki's type squad. If James Harden goes off and just has a ridiculous tear, they can win. They can beat anybody. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder, I'm actually including them in Tier 3. I missed that. It would be Utah Jazz and the Nuggets in Tier 2. So three teams for me in Tier 2, Rockets, Jazz, and Nuggets. Who right. you got in Tier 2? Hold on. Now, so you got just finish yours off. So now, who, who's in one for you? One would just be Lakers and Clips in the Western Conference. Uh, they're a clear they're a clear class above everyone else. So then that's, that's, that's the rest of the West? Yes. That's all of the rest? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, mine's going to be the same. Clippers, Lakers, and Tier 1. And I, I really, 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 really want to put Houston in tier one. They're not, but they won't—they won't let me do it. They're not that team. They have never let me like them, and they do that to themselves because they walk around and let Jimmy buckets. They're—they're they're also the biggest question mark in these playoffs, though. Like they—they they could do—they could be the best team, or you know, near the best team, or they could be absolute shit and, and just get bullied. There's a lot of teams like, like that. I think Portland is very similar to that. Let me ask you this: eliminate the top. Three teams from each conference. Right. Which conference would win the NBA title? The West. Unquestionably. Unquestionably. Right? Now that's something. Now eliminate the top two teams. Yeah. It's still probably I the, think West. the West. Still probably the West. I really the think West. the West. But Boston if it, would if it ain't the Bucks or Celtics, the West is winning the title. Well, the Raptors are actually the top the two seeds. I know, because of conference. Nick Nurse, because yeah. of their coach. Yeah. But I have talked about the Raptors before the Raptors before. Uh uh, I'm a fan of Canadian and the people and the culture. I'm a fan of Freddie Van Buckets. Obviously, he's an OG. But see, we'll get we'll get to the we'll get to the Raptors because I'm going to make an argument. To, let's go to okay. the East right okay, now. Okay, let's go to the East. I have one team in my tier one. That's the Bucks. Fuck you. That's the Bucks. How do you leave the Celtics out of tier one? I just I mean I think the Bucks are a step and a half better than the Raptors and the Celtics. I think the Celtics can beat. The Raptors. Don't get me wrong. I think they very well could beat the Raptors, but I just put the Bucks a class ahead of them, if that makes sense. But go ahead and give me your tier one. Let's go from there. In the East? In the East, yeah. All right, so... So we can argue this. Yeah, for me, it's the Bucks and Celtics. Bucks and Celtics. Because I've said that before, the only team that stands a chance at beating Milwaukee over seven games 
And I think see, I disagree. I disagree one hundred and ten percent. I think the Raptors could beat the Bucks. I don't see the Raptors winning the NBA title. I, it would shock me if they did, but I think they could. So okay, so I, I could. I don't. I mean, so would you, you got you've got a top ten player. You've got a top ten player, which I would call him that at this point, in Siakam, and the deepest team in the Eastern Conference, bar none. The Celtics being the second. But the the deepest lineup in the Eastern Conference, bar none. Yeah, I mean, and this, they've got so many guys that can drop twenty on you. Depending so on how many. you look at it, the Celtics could either be the thinnest team ever, yeah. and have no depth. I mean, because what are you qualifying as depth? Like depth in in terms of the bench playing meaningful minutes. The Celtics have that. They got yeah. guys that play meaningful minutes, but they don't get a lot of production. No, 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 no. That's not what guys. I mean. That's not what I mean. Depth. I mean quality players. One through five. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not top-heavy teams. Neither one of them. The Raptors are not top-heavy at all. The Bucks are extremely top-heavy. And if if you shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo, you win that series. Period. There's not a single person you could point at on the Raptors or the Celtics and say, if you shut down this guy, shut down this guy, you'll win the series because these guys can pop off. And I buy, I buy the Celtics, and honestly, they're pretty much – that those two teams and maybe somebody like the 76ers are the only teams I would have in my tier two. Maybe somebody like the 76ers. The Sixers are interesting because like we've talked about this before. They, they have enough talent to pretty much do whatever they want and they're they the choose fa- to do very little. You know what they are? They're the, they're the Falcons of the NBA, dude. I'm okay with that. They have the Atlanta I'm Falcons okay with you not even explaining that because I think I yeah. like that so much. Yeah. Uh, do you think that Miami – has any Miami mystique in it at all? No. Do you know who's still coaching the Miami Heat? Eric Spolster. I mean, that guy, like, credit to that guy. Yeah. He came out on the other side of LeBron, which is a walking circus. We know that. Uh, LeBron Inc. And has really settled in nicely to being a nobody uh, success. <laughs> it's, it's, that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Would you rather have him or Nick Nurse on your, on your sideline? N- Nick Nurse. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, know. now Brad Stevens, obviously, I would trust with my entire life and yeah. everything in it. Uh, you Nick keep Nurse saying is, that. People Nick keep Nurse saying super, that. Nick Nurse is super close. Brad Stevens, show up and show out, man. It's not. It's not that Brad Stevens is like, uh, like has this great record in yeah. big games or as an underdog, but every single assistant and coach in the league to a man, when they speak anonymously, they, in these they things, talk about they, how he's the best coach in the league. They NBA. are fascinated. By what he and I don't even know best coach in the NBA is it? It's the things that he can do out of timeouts and the, how, how the plays that he draws. He has up a Spencer, very big impact on the game. He's still it's, yeah, he's still obvious. like impacting the game with drawing up plays during timeouts. How archaic and awesome is that? And the Celtics, because ninety percent of the NBA, it's the plan is give your ball to the best or player. You have yeah, you have the set the plays that you don't have to already draw them up. They're already like it's already known that you're drawing them or that you're going. To it, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you want? You want yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Great radio. I'm handing him a drink. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, the tier two teams are, are basically the entire East that's going to make the playoffs outside of uh, seven and eight, probably. The Nets, I don't see. Nets, obviously, Nets, obviously, Magic Wizards. Nets, Magic Wizards, all in tier three for you me. You give somebody like the Pacers a tier two? I, Oladipo is a wild card for me, dude. They are a wild card, but. Oladipo is a wild card for me. I'd I, like to see this. I'd like to see this after the eight seeding games. As a Celtics fan, uh, the Pacers scared the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. They scared the shit out of me. 
No. They don't got enough firepower, dude. They don't got it. I, the Siakam thing is tough for me, dude. I'd rather have DeMontis Sabonis. You're nuts, dude. You're nuts. You'd rather have DeMontis Sabonis than Siakam? I would, yeah. Siakam's a top 10 player in this league now. Ah. An MVP candidate. Ah. He's not an MVP You don't candidate. buy it? He's not an MVP You candidate. don't buy it? No one has discussed Pascal Siakam. He's, he's been a dark horse MVP candidate for months. What you're saying is that he's a lock to finish in the top 10 MVP voting. Yeah. Okay. He's not a contender. There's only no, two, there's only no, no, two no, no, guys. No. He's not like a real contender. There really is only one guy. Yeah. Now that we're on the MVP thing. Yeah. They're going to try to steal this thing from Giannis, dude. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're, they're LeBron is in the works. I'm telling you, he's working his channels. People are already saying, if LeBron can do this, it'll be another thing on his legacy. And now remember, don't they usually do the MVP thing before the playoffs? Rolling my eyes. They've already, they've already said that they're not going to do, they're not going to include these eight games into the MVP voting. No, no, no. They're, but you, what you're saying is they're telling the voters don't let yeah. this. Okay, that that's, won't that's work. That's impossible. Yeah. That won't work. And you voted on the Heisman. Does, does shit that happens after you're supposed to have your vote together matter? Well, they don't let the Heisman so crazy about it. Yeah. So when we, so when you vote for the Heisman, you have there's it's you have like five days that you're allowed to vote. Really, it's a working period, and it's after, right after the title games, the conference championships, and they don't let you go two weeks after that or three weeks after that once right. bowl games start. Right, so you are allowed to do that. And yeah, when I was voting for uh, who was it? It was twenty nineteen. Yeah, was it Tua and. Tua came in second. No, 2018. Kyler Murray. Uh, I voted because of the last weekend. I voted and I was debating whether or not to go Murray 1 and 2 or 2. I voted 2 or 1 and Murray 2 and it ended up being one of the closest races in high Murray history. ended up winning that one. Murray right? ended up winning that. And I, th- you know, I think he was a deserved winner. Uh, Dwayne Haskins in third that year. Uh, but yeah, that last weekend swayed my vote. It's going to do the same for this. I would not be surprised, dude, if LeBron somehow steals that MVP thing. Uh, do you you want to see the Raptors beating the Bucks, man? No more about the Raptors. I'm done with the Raptors. Do you think that the the crowd noise and the empty gym doesn't it feel like going into this thing, Spencer? That that is not at all a concern or a talking point. Not for the teams. Not for the media. No, but it is. Different. Nobody is talking. It about is it. different, though, isn't it? It's going to be different, yeah, for sure. But like, it seems like they're the grown. The NBA is the grownups. Yeah. But, like when when they get dealt a bad hand, guess what they do. You know, they react to it and they're like, oh, this yeah. sucks, but here's what we're going to do. It almost feel, no feels fan. like a more pure form of basketball to me, though, like but the, when, when yeah. I watched it. Major League Baseball, they're like, this th- that's the top thing <laughs> every night. It's the, the, crowd, the crowd noise. Oh, the crowd noise. It's not the same. The crowd oh, here. No, oh, you can't hear the guy yelling peanuts in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Grow up. Fucking fuck baseball. <laughs> Grow up. Unbelievable. I, it's notable, though. Dude. I'm mad no, at baseball, no, though. No NBA fans that I've ever talked to. And I've talked to a bunch during these three or four months. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of NBA fans. Nobody ever says, dude, how weird is it going to be without the crowds? And the no. ba- baseball guy that I talk to, who I also talk to daily, yeah. I always there's always a baseball guy. Yeah. Uh, we it's the fucking first thing. That's all they talk about, dude. F- you know yeah, what it is? But baseball's not the same, dude. You know what it is? We're so grateful to have basketball back because we had this like historic finals ripped from us, and now it's been presented back. We're like, whatever, fuck it, just give us basketball. But here's this is us taking back the girl that claims she didn't cheat on us. Mm-hmm. We can't mm-hmm. prove it. Well, we can't prove it. 
But now and we're telling our bros she cheated on like she didn't cheat, she's changed. But if we find another man's boxers again this time, if the NBA fails and and they do not present us with an NBA title, it'll be I mean my heart will be completely shattered. I'll never love again. <laughs> I'll never love again. I won't trust anybody. That's what it's going to be like. I we're diving in like head first into this NBA thing, dude. Like nobody Let's be honest, is neither one of us will ever love again anyway. That's true. Feel bad for us. Uh <laughs> I, nobody is even hesitating with this NBA thing. Everyone is just like so excited and on board for it that I, I think like if something bad happens, it'll be it'll be like a complete shock to the entire sporting world. Um, it, when when I saw the NBA like uh, had announced the, their games and stuff, I thought it was cool. We talked about this before, Spencer, that they were going to have games sort of March Madness style in the middle of the day, like on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like it, it'll be like lunchtime basketball that's cool but i think another cool thing about this setup and this format is going to be the that the betting lines and and the per game bets are going to be really altered i think because a, a team like the pelicans tomorrow night who the pelly's got on opening night is clippers lakers uh the nightcap that's gonna be a fucking doozy I'm trying to look at the line now, and I'm having a hard time reading this. So just give me one second on that. <laughs> Are they going to have a playoffs MVP? Yeah, Caesars doesn't even have it up or, right or now. Or a... Or a uh, yeah, they're going to have a playoffs MVP. Fi- finals MVP. Final, yeah, there's no playoffs MVP. No, right? they're going to have a finals MVP. Here we go. So I've got the Bucks versus Celtics line right here. For Friday night? Yeah. Let's bet that live. You want to? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So it's going right, to be money close, line. People. We're about to make a live bet. Money line. Milwaukee's favored at minus one forty eight. Boston's got. I don't give a shit about that. What's the spread? The spread is Milwaukee by three. So Milwaukee. Minus the Celtics three. are only getting yeah. three points. Yeah. And you think that they're a tier and a half? I do. I've watched them play all year, though. I'm not taking the Celtics in that one. What about Lakers Clips? Lakers Clips. Let me scroll down here. That's yep. Thursday night. That's Thursday I gotta go night. to a whole nother page because this is set up so poorly. I, he's not using the ESPN app, guys, and it's it's baffling. Lakers Clips line. Yeah, and then we're gonna bet it. So I'm taking the Bucks for sure. I'm not. I'm not betting that game. You're not. You're not fucking with no, it. No, the Celtics deserve more points. They're shitty. If you give me five and a half, I'll bet that game. I'll, I'll give you five and a half. All right, Celtics. Travis is on the Celtics plus five and a half. That's a win. Uh, for how much, Spinny? That's a win. For let's go ten bucks. Let's just keep it friendly. Ten for bucks this, for this first game. Brace yourselves, folks. Five and a half for Travis and Boston. And I'll also take uh, the Lakes. All right. So right now we've got. Tell me if you can read this right. You go ahead and read that off. All this right. is really confusing. The Clippers are giving up, or the Clippers are getting four and a half. Okay. So, Lakers favored by four and a half. Give me the Lakers. Yeah, it says Lakers, but it says Lakers spread minus one and a half there. Give you the Lakers? I'll take, yeah, Lakers minus four and a half. All right, yeah, I'll take clips all day on that. Ten more bones. And now we're thinking about retirement, folks. Listen, what you have just listened to it may be the most entertaining, exhilarating, <laughs> I would say borderline historic. 
segment of, of podcasting ever. Ever. We're not, we're not editing any of that, bro. Yeah, fuck no. You're, fuck no. you're going to have to listen to all of it. Yeah. One more thing before we go. Uh, Lou Williams, if you're listening to this, I'm on your side, man. I'm with you. And I, and I don't think anyone should break the bubble in Orlando. But if you were, those Magic City wings are popping, dude. And it's not about anything else. No. They just wanted some wings. Lou yeah. Williams left the bubble and was seen in a picture in a uh, strip club. A pretty famous strip club called Magic City in Atlanta, uh, and tried to claim at first that it was an old picture, and unfortunately for Sweet Lou, <laughs> unfortunately for Sweet Lou, he forgot that he was wearing the NBA bubble hat. He was wearing the hat 2020 right there on oh, it. Oh, why'd you lie, uh, dude? Yeah, and but we, yes, we were able though. to confirm. We were able to confirm that uh, his wings were on time. Cooked hard and got blue cheese and ranch. So, have you had those wings? Uh, Magic City's wings? Yeah. First off, have you been to Magic City? I have had the wings. You have? <laughs> no. No, okay. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, we, you and I. We've been to Magic City though. Yeah, and, uh, you almost burned the whole place to the ground. Yeah. Man. I turned it up. Spencer was running around Magic City as if, like, he was a kid pre-gaming for a football game at, in college. Like running around, legitimately raising the roof at some point. At one, at one point, <laughs> trying to bring back the move of raising the roof. That was a wild night. And you know, this is a different segment completely. What Lou Williams did dude, is I fucking own Magic City, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's my shit. But we messed up and did not wear plain white tees. Yeah. Stupid. We missed the memo. Question: What Lou Williams did is a one night trip to Atlanta, one night only. Is that a low-key, like, Mount Rushmore vacation? The the one-night trip yeah. to Atlanta? Yeah. If you're listening to this and you We've live done in... We've that several times. If you're That's listening to this and you live in Savannah, you know what the one-night Atlanta trip yeah. is, bro. Like, you've done that trip before. And it never, ever... You never, ever go back to the room after the game. No. It, it hasn't happened once. You know what I mean? The Falcons did not come through for you when you went to that game that one time. And you did not keep it to two beers. No. Uh, we, and that's a lonely, hungover drive the next morning. Oh, I-16 is a humbling drive. It doesn't matter how many people get you have in the car. That's a lonely drive back. No, because you hate everyone in it. You know, yeah. You're all trying to piece together what happened the night before. Uh, and you're all wondering how Kenny Wong is always there. Kenny. Shout out, Kenny. Uh, I, but I just thought it was funny. Like, who goes to Atlanta for one night like, and then comes back to – And it's like, dude, the one-night Atlanta trip, do not ever sleep. On the one night Atlanta trip, like that's a low key destination for one night of greatness. Especially if you're a bunch of bros. Indeed. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Podcast Grits. Uh, email hgpod at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jadon Sports and Spencer Maddox at underscore Spencer or at underscore Spencer, Spencer Maddox underscore. There it is. That's why we don't put scores of any kind under or above. That's the underscore behind, baby. Um, Rate us, subscribe us to us on Apple, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Appreciate all of you guys listening. And uh, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.